Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Coffee and a Combo podcast. Uh, my name is Cameron, and I'm going to be the only one doing your intro today. Jenna texted me and said that she was feeling sick and she didn't have a voice at all, so I told her that that wasn't an issue. I would do the intro. Um, the intro is super short today because we have an amazing episode for you guys with an awesome guest. Uh, her name is Madison Boss. She grew up in Falkton, South Dakota, and that's kind of how I knew her. She grew up 45 minutes away from me in a smaller town, and Jenna also. And um, she works at Gemini Studios here in Sioux Falls. She does uh, microblading and lip blushing. And some of you have probably heard of her, even got uh, your eyebrows done by her. She's very well known. She is going to dive into talking about uh, microblading, why you would want to get it done, who could get it done, prices, um, the procedure, the time, um, if you have to go back again, all those types of stuff. She also does lip blushing and that is becoming more and more popular. Um, and then she also talks about some of the other artists there and the different like procedures and different things that they offer. And you guys, it is so interesting. Um, she is so full of information. She is very well trained. She's been doing this for several years and I really think that you guys are all going to love this episode and you're just going to learn honestly so much. So we're just going to dive right into the episode. Enjoy. All right. And with that, we're going to welcome our guest on the podcast, Madison. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. So I'm Madison Boss. Um, I grew up in Falkton, South Dakota. So super, super small town. And I moved to Brookings to go to school there. And I was only went to school there for about three semesters before actually quitting school and um, jumping right into my career. Um, so, so then I moved to Sioux Falls and um, I started microblading and I first found out about it because my sister came to me and she goes, hey, I just got my eyebrows microbladed. And I was like, well, what the heck is that? I didn't yeah. even know at the time. Um, what microblading was and she's like well you should really go check that out that's something that you'd really enjoy doing and she got that just by because in high school I would always like wax my friends' brows and never let anybody else but me touch my brows so I just always kind of had a thing for brows I guess so I ended up dming Desiree the owner of Gemini and asking her if I could just come drop shadow so I just went and watched her for a day and absolutely fell in love with it and then we kind of clicked um, on a personality-wise also. So um, I took her training just a month later, and then um, right out of training, she asked me to work with her. So I've been at Gemini ever since and just coming up on three years now. Ooh. So what did the training kind of look like yeah. a little bit? So the training, you don't have to have any like cosmetology or esthetician background. Um, with the training, it's a three-day training it's very, very intense those first few days because it's a lot of information because we do show you three different types of brows that you can do rather than some traditional trainings. They only show you just microblading or just right. shading. We show you microblading and shading and the whole thing. So, um, And it's for beginners, so you get all the fun fundamentals. And then um, the third day is your live model day. So you actually get to do your first person after those first two days. Which sounds they super, super They just throw scary. you right into oh, right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so everybody's like, so are you like, were you nervous? Yeah. And I'm like, well, absolutely, I was nervous. <laughs> so that's when you find like someone super, super close, like your mom, your grandma, your right. sister, or someone to do first that they aren't going to get mad at you or right. anything if something does happen. But um, the best part is um, 
she was right there over my shoulder the entire time. I only had four people in my class, so it was super personable. And now we do trainings that um, we actually have eight, up to eight people, and Desiree and I also co-train those ones. But um, yeah, after that third day of live models, um, then you're good to go on your own. So you also have to do five case study models. So once you do those case study models, you send those in to us and that certifies you. You get your certificate at the end of the three days, mm. but you're not certified certified unless you do those five case study models. Right. Um, and they are case study models, so you're not really charging and they're still your best friends or your good friends that you're doing. Right. Um, just so you can see your healed results. They're called case studies for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you're able to study and learn from each client that comes back or right. each case study model that comes back. Okay. So do you... I'm sorry... Do you, but do you like do you, these people come to you and they train and then do they go out to different studios and like their own like salons or whatever essentially? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Exactly that. So they typically go out. Um, a lot of them are cosmetologists and they're just wanting to um, have another side gig or do uh, something else on the side. Oh yeah. A lot of the time, it's not really they're quitting everything and this is going to be their full time oh, gig. Okay. Mm. There's a few. There's a few people that definitely um, go right into it, but. With microblading, if you um, put the time and effort, you're going to be good. Yeah. Kind of like with anything in life, if you practice and become obsessed with it and learn everything you need to know about it. Um, So for a lot of people, it's just kind of like another tool to add to their toolbox, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like another service to add to what they already have. Yeah. Um, We have been getting a lot of nurses lately, too, that are kind of getting into it as another side thing. Because they find out they're new nurses, too, so they're super young. Right. Um, just finding out that it's not really their thing and they just want to expand mm-hmm. and do something different. So right. um, we get all sorts of people, cosmetologists, estheticians, um, nurses, stay-at-home moms that want right. to do something. Or Okay, um, so how often do you guys do the trainings for people? Um, we do trainings every other month. Oh, wow. Yeah, So and we, okay. t- and we are usually booked out, so our April course is even booked right now. So, um, oh. Yeah, so there's a lot of people. It's definitely a big boom in the industry okay. right now. That's awesome. Okay, and then if you want to learn how to do it, and you like, do, can you like do it from your house, like at home? Um, so, so how in, does that work? Yeah, um, great question. So in Sioux Falls, it is now regulated. So it meaning regulated is now um, you're watched under the tattoo establishment and the health department and everything. Okay. So, um, which is why you hear of artists doing it outside of their, or in their house, just right outside of Sioux Falls. Because Um. in Sioux Falls, you have to have a salon establishment license or like a a business um, license behind everything with insurance and all of that. So, got it. um, But yeah, microblading, that's like, we found that that's just the case in Sioux Falls at this time. There might be some places out there, but okay, um, yeah, just in Sioux Falls, we see that that's a that that's a thing. So, which honestly is probably a lot safer because then if something you know, got, heaven forbid, yes. something does go bad, then I've I've learned as I've like looked into business a little bit more, someone can't sue you as a person and go after your social security number and everything that you're worth. They go after your business and they For sue sure. your business and yes. then you're essentially fine like your bank i meant your business goes bankrupt and goes under or whatever but you as a person are fine that's like worst case scenario but that's that's our kind of like why do you need to have a business license and then you know my lawyer brother's like well actually and i'm like oh okay that can really save your butt can really save your butt in the end (laughs) makes sense makes sense okay yeah that's wild into falls regulated anywhere else um obviously different states have different rules 
So like I know Minnesota super strict with a lot of things. Um, you have to, um, um, you have to watch somebody or like go apprenticeship under somebody mm. for so many hours before you can even start mm. microblading. Oh wow! It's, so there's it's just different for all different states and stuff. But um, yeah, but in South Dakota, you just have to do your um, case study models and have your proof of certification mm. and all that. So. Huh. Makes okay. sense. So then yeah. do you guys teach like lip flushing and stuff too, or is it just microblading? So we just, yeah, we just, um, teach microblading right now. Okay. We're in the process of, um, cause I'm the only one in the studio that does lip blushing. So I'm in the oh. process of becoming, of putting um, a manual together and having, um, like a really good training. It would, it would have, lip blushing is a whole different animal. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So it's. There's a reason there's why there's not a lot of people in the Midwest that do oh, okay. lip blushing because it is totally different. I mean, lips are permanent per se because there's not a lot of places that you can do tattoo removal with lip blushing. So, yeah. and I mean, if you're not educated and at any of that, then it's lip blushing can be pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, are you loving what you're doing? Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. I have oh. zero regrets of quitting school. Oh my gosh, and, awesome. Yeah, when my mom first heard me say, I'm going to quit school and go do that, she's like, um, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, what? Yeah, 20 years old, quitting school and going to do this. But yeah, I absolutely love it. So before we get into our actual list of questions, you guys, these are just questions we didn't even have on the list. But <laughs> where did you learn lip blushing then? Yes. Yeah, so. If she didn't offer a course in it, mm-hmm. per se. So after I got used to microblading and knew I wanted to expand um, my services, I ended up going to Huntington Beach, California to get trained in lip blushing and eyeliner too. So I was able to actually get trained in both of those. And then while I was there, I ended up taking an advanced training while I was there too. So um, that's where I got trained in lip blushing and and eyeliner. But currently I don't do eyeliner. We have somebody else in the studio that um, specializes in eyeliner. She's Mm. absolutely phenomenal. Um, But um, yeah, so that's where I got trained in lip blushing. And then I've also, um, I have four other certifications in just lip blushing through um, additional education through online trainings and stuff. So continued education in this type of industry is absolutely important because mm-hmm. things are always changing just the right. three years right. that I've been doing um been doing just microblading the blades the needles the machines okay. everything has just it's crazy if you're right. not keeping up with it then it's like updating and getting better right like what? Oh, okay. oh for sure yeah okay. like the types of needles just like the widths of them and okay. the diameters and everything of what's more gentle to use what's um more harsh on the skin we're finding so it's yeah, you definitely have to keep up and keep up with your research and okay. stay with um, the head leaders in the industry and yeah. um, keep in contact with those, which we have great friends that are leaders in the industry right now and um, we're able to keep in really good contact with them. So Okay. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And then do you have anything done yourself? I have my brows done. Okay, I was yes. looking, looking at them and I'm like, I can't tell. Yeah, like, so they so good. Yeah, so mine are about two years healed and I need my annual maintenance. Um, okay. So... That's definitely needed, but you can't while you're pregnant. So, oh, <laughs> um, really? Okay. Yeah. So, pregnant and nursing, you cannot do um, microblading or any type of tattooing. Right. Not that there's not that there's something that could really go wrong and happen to like your baby in your pregnancy. It's um, like the what if, like if something does happen, they could come back and blame you because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I just got microblading done, so um, then they could come after you type of thing. So uh, it yeah. really falls underneath your insurance, and a lot of insurances, 
um, like microblading insurances, they won't even, they'll, if they find out that you um, tattooed someone that was pregnant or breastfeeding, you're considered an at-risk artist. So when you're considered oh. an at-risk artist, then um, they can drop you and then you oh. don't have insurance anymore. Oh, so wow. it's just a big no-no. And yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to risk it just in case. Right. Because you never know, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Totally. And like with breastfeeding, I mean, that's even more so totally fine. But um, what can happen is if you did, so when you cut into the skin, we're actually like cutting into it. So it's like you get a wound. So your body yeah. is focusing on that. So then what can happen is that your milk supply can go less. Oh, so okay. it's mainly your body focusing on one thing, trying to heal while trying to right. produce or do something else. That's so. really interesting. Yeah. yeah that is wow. interesting. Okay. The science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. we've had a lot of doctors come in. We're like, why can't we do this? So we have, we've asked um, quite a few like pediatricians and um, actual um, OBs that have explained this is why mainly insurance but for the most part it's safe yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. makes sense that yeah. makes sense okay so I don't remember if you already said this or not but would you tell us each procedure that you offer and mm-hmm. then cost I, is it like a same cost for each thing or does it kind of depend so right now how we do things at Gemini studio um so me as an artist, I offer um, brows and lips. So for my cost is for brows is four ninety nine plus tax, and then for lips it's five ninety nine plus tax. Okay. Um, and then we have another artist, Mallory. She's also at four ninety nine for brows, and she offers brows. Nessa is um, our eyeliner girl. She's, I mean, what she does with <laughs> eyeliner is just crazy right now, and um, that is at four fifty and <laughs> wait okay quick question yeah. on hers yeah um okay this is kind of weird and this might be a dumb question but does she don't look like i don't think you'd want this mm-hmm. me personally yeah but can she do like winged eyeliner and everything oh yeah all the things yeah. do people actually That's get winged wild. eyeliner like tattooed yep. permanently <gasps> yeah so i, I couldn't like imagine <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so okay. it's actually really cool because i mean eyeliner has come so far in like the tattooing world from what it used to be yes, to like that now. little like sketchy line. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah, the thick, thick blue green line. Yes. And blue-green. then it just never heals. It just kind of fades like a traditional tattoo, which is kind of like that blue green color. But like now, um, what it's called, um, the updated version is like lash line enhancement. Okay. So what that is, what she does is she only puts a line right where your lashes grow. So it's she's going in between each lash, giving oh. the illusion that you have darker, fuller lashes. So it's not necessarily an eyeliner look, but if you want that, we can certainly do that. And we're staying so superficial. And like I was talking about before, the machines, the needles that have been coming out, there's so much, um, they put so much less trauma to the skin because there's um, made for cosmetic tattooing rather Mm. than traditional tattooing. The needles are bigger, you're going deeper and all of that. So it's able to fade out into a nice, still a cooler, but more of like a dull, if that makes sense. Oh. Rather than that blue green color, so that's why we're able to. It's not such a thick, scary line, which yeah. is really hard. I was actually just talking to a client about it. It's really hard to get that mindset out of people when yeah. they think of right. tattooed eyeliner. They think of the old school yeah. traditional right. thick blue green line. Right. But like yeah. nowadays, you can get a dusty winged eyeliner. You can right. make to give it a little smudge look. You can make it sharp and crisp you can do a big wing wow, I that's mean, crazy yeah okay which yeah. i even was looking at your guys instagram post the other day of mm-hmm. your eyeliner is yes. and i looked at the smudge one and i'm like what yeah like it's wild because it literally looks like someone 
drew on eyeliner and smudge it. I'm like, how do you do that with needles? It's huh. actually crazy how yeah how natural it looks. So so beyond tedious and the amount of practice it takes just to be on an eye. And with eyes, we um, take it super super conservative right away because we can always add do right. more. Same with yeah. any service that we do um, at the studio. But yeah eyeliners come a long way and it's like nice just to kind of get that out there and let people know like yeah hey, so you're not thinking it's that. not just the blue green right. thick thick liner right 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 yeah okay and then I interrupted you sorry oh no of where you're so at then you guys offer eyeliner right and then is there anything else yes okay. so um I so Nessa covers um eyeliner and brows and then Desiree does um brows and scalp micropigmentation. Okay, tell me about this because yes. I've been seeing Wait, it what I, did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's called scalp micropigmentation, um SMP. And that's like a big new thing that's happening too. I haven't seen this and I look so <laughs> Is that what I think it is? Like it makes like you drop like on your actual scalp so your hair looks thicker or what? Yes. Yep. <laughs> what? So, um Desiree actually did it to me. Um I <gasps> totally forgot about that. Um yeah, like when she first started out, she just kinda wanted to start doing it on people. So I was like, Hey, do me. Sometimes yeah. when I put my hair in a high pony, I get these bald spots here. Mm-hmm. Um but I never did like my retouch and never really followed up with it, so it kinda faded out. So it's um and it was like her first time, so probably super light-handed and stuff. But so scalp micropigmentation, it lasts three to six years and it's good for men and women. So it's not just a one size fits all thing either. So um and it's really good for like thinning hair and baldness. Um Des does a three-dimensional technique for the most natural results. So um how Des does it, um, rather than kinda um some artists like out there that do it, um it's you come back for several several sessions so you can come I think it's you come back typically for three at least three times for it depending on um the area covered or what you're wanting out of it um but it's a it's different than having like a dark brown or a ashier brown um what she does is actually take takes um the color and then she just dilutes it to the different um saturation or the hue of the um, black so oh. depending on who you are she just mimics that hair follicle is all it is oh. so um say like a guy is has a really bad widow's peak yeah. and he just shaved he shaved his head has a bad widow's peak and wants that covered so she maps out the um his actual shape for him so he can get a good look of what um his new hairline would be and then she goes in and just a million tiny little dots in there mimicking that hair follicle yeah um and then yeah so that lasts about three to six years and it's just like crazy what it can do she has so many pictures and um she actually um ha- we actually have a sister partnership with um, my scalp pro which is just another um it's just same thing as gemini it's just another outlook to it so yeah, okay um but yeah so there's a lot of it's it the transformations just keep getting better and better. I like watch. I I've seen pictures, but like now that you're talking about it, I need to see them again. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go, I know. Need yeah. to go look yeah. a little closer. I didn't even know that was. This is all news to me. Yeah. So then that probably depends on uh how much coverage you're doing or what you're doing, like you said. But roughly mm-hmm. price range, what is that looking like? Oh yeah. So price range that it's probably more. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, scalp micropigmentation, it can range anywhere between $800 to about like, oh gosh, like five to seven grand. Okay. So it's just, um, like the, 
the time and like the amount of area covered right. that really depicts on um, how much it's going to be. And you can't even schedule a scalp without having a consult first to talk mm. through all of those details. Uh, so you yeah. have to come in, talk to Des, have her take a look at your head, what you're kind of thinking, and then she gets you okay. um, kind of that price point. So then it's not like, a, oh, hey, this is how right. much it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's you're all done. crazy though. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It's, it's like... Um, instead of spending like tens of thousands of dollars on like that hair transplant where you take it from the back mm-hmm. and then you place it in the front, like the intense, intense surgery. Um, this is just that step below it. Yeah. So if you don't want to, if you're not at that point of hair transplant, this mm-hmm. is the next best, best thing to just get that tattooed in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that is mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So then when you go back for, and I know this is with brows too, like you have mm-hmm. to go back and get them touched up. It, right. Is lips too? Yep. So all of our okay. services have a retouch that's included um, about a month after we try to stick it okay. between um, four to eight weeks. Okay. And then after like with eyebrows, for example, like you're supposed to go back every couple of years, right? You said yeah to get yep. them. So then when you do that, it's not as much, right? As like the initial time. Exactly. Okay. So um so when you come in it's your first initial session depending like what artist you see or whatever so you come see me it's 499 plus tax and then that retouch you come back four to eight weeks is included after that is when you start your one to three years for brows so Mm -hmm. for brows um then it's completely up to you when you want to come back so there's no per se like oh you have to come back in a year just to say but you can extend it to three years four years just depending on skin type and skin retention that um or and your lifestyle that that's when it kind of depends on when you want to come back it's just going to start getting that dull color oh um so when you come back for your annual maintenance that's 275 and that's um all across the board for our um, lips eyeliner and um, brows for the annual maintenance okay um and then yeah so once you come back um or once you have that initial then you don't have to ever pay that full price again yeah Gosh, that's, that's really so nice. nice. Yeah, that really yeah. Nice. And that's not like terrible for no, upkeep. It's really not. It, right. Yeah. And for the amount of time and effort and just stress of making, especially if there's just so many brows, that, like people come in like, oh, my brows are so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, honey, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> right. There's just so many types of brows out there that it just blows your mind that I had never even would have thought yeah. that could be possible. But um, just the time and effort and just the overall, like, inner feeling about that woman like I never would have thought how emotionally rewarding it is for people Mm, because we also do cancer survivors for free so um when they come in it's just like holy crap I love what I do because it just completely they just start crying and it's just so emotional that it's just like holy crap yeah it's crazy what a pair of brows can do for someone yeah that is so cool I didn't know you did cancer patients for free yeah yeah that is awesome I love that so much (laughs) Okay, uh, I feel like, oh yeah, that was my next question. Mm-hmm. So do you personally, I know it's like, a, I've talked to people who've got it done. Do you like mm-hmm. still go get your eyebrows waxed then? Or what do you um, do? I don't because I'm lazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so usually I just notice um, how bad they are in the studio because <laughs> the studio has such good lighting. And I'm like, yeah. holy crap. So I just, they're called like little, those little tinkle razors. Yes, I use those. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just quick shave up around, but you can certainly get them waxed, okay. threaded, tweeze, okay. anything like that. Um, after you get your microblading done, that's not an issue. It's okay. almost better because then you have that mapping of where you should tweeze and shouldn't tweeze. So then okay. you have that shape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then oh, I have so many questions back to just eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I saw on, I don't know if it was on Instagram or what, where you guys were saying that what was done was 
um, microblading and shading. Yes. Yep. So that's like two different things or is it like yeah. go together? Kind of? um, so it can. So we actually do three different types of brows okay. in the studio. So we do a microblading brow, which is strictly those hair strokes um, all throughout the brow. Um, typically people who get microblading done is people who aren't used to putting any makeup on their brows. They just want a fuller, um, more defined and a little bit darker brow. Okay. So if you get microblading done and you're used to putting makeup on, you're probably still going to feel the need that you want, that you need to put makeup on them. Okay. Um, it's still super, super natural. And a lot of the time, um, cause people are so nervous cause I totally understand it's a tattoo on your face. Yeah. So we, then we recommend, Hey, we can just do microblading at your first session. And then if you're like, okay, I, I want to do shading. We can always add shading at your retouch oh, okay. and there's no different cost or price or time difference between the different types of brows because okay. um, okay. some people need shading with it to get everything to blend really nice so oh, okay. and that would be on us we're like oh yeah charge more for something that they need that would look better that yeah. wouldn't be very fair so okay um same price all across and then we do a combination brow that combination brow is those microbladed hair strokes all throughout plus that shading okay and what that shading does it gives it a little bit of that makeup look okay just so um you don't feel the need to add like your pencil or something to them mm-hmm. and then um we also do an ombre brow so that ombre brow is that trend brow so that's like the ones you see when um big time makeup artists mm-hmm. on twitter and instagram it's like the yeah. kylie jenner brow right yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. so the big bold you want your duck brows on all the time and you don't really care if you have those natural hair strokes throughout there so okay. um not a lot of people in the middle i was gonna ask that no so very very few get that done but like when i got trained did my advanced training in California, they they only do ombre brow. They don't even mm. do combination brow. Seriously? Yeah, because that's all they do. That's just so, what people want. Right. That's crazy. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you have done? I have the combination brow. You done. have the combination brow. Yeah. Okay. It is that so like, pretty. I like to can't stop staring at your eyebrows. I, just, I, know, I do like check us, check it out your like above your eyes. Like, okay, and these are two years healed. These are pretty. They still look good. Did you notice a big difference like from when you colored did you color your eyebrows in before? I did, yes. Do yeah. you think that they're like pretty similar or are you like, wow, they look even better? Or like, what was your thought? Without a doubt, even better because I mean, throughout the day, I mean, that makeup just starts true. to get like more powdery and powdery and powdery so that it, you're not having that nice, crisp, That's nice so looking true. brow right. all day. It starts long. looking crusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this right. Is making me want it even that worse. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So. So if someone wants to make an appointment with you, how, or even any of them really, how mm-hmm. far in advance is it usually that you have booked out? Um, so it just kind of ranges from artist to artist. Right now, if you were to go onto um, like GeminiStudio.com and click book now and then my name, um, my soonest available, I just looked today for someone, it was um, mid-May. So Okay. And so you're kind of looking around that time and then um, come back about a month later. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to... Wait. When is your baby due? Um, baby is due July 6th. Okay. So I will be going on maternity leave I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. to figure this out. Trying to figure out I'm going to get my brows done before or after grip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um... What are people most nervous about when they come in? Yeah. I, I feel like we've probably covered a lot of, like, the questions people normally ask anyway. Yep. What are, like, some, like, really big misconceptions where people are like, I want this, but... Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of the time they come in and they're just like, I don't want anything thick. I don't want anything dark because they just picture, like, the... 
obviously, so you can look up microblading and see some really horrifying things yeah. if you don't do your research <laughs> right. So um, they just picture big, dark, black eyebrows, which, yeah. I mean, is super scary because it can happen. But um, kind of how we do things at Gemini is we walk through step by step by step by step. We tell you when we're putting the numbing cream on. We're telling you when we're putting the secondary numbing cream on. Okay. Walking you through the whole thing, like the color matching and everything. So there's no big surprises at the end for them, which is super comforting for a lot of people because a lot of time they don't even know what they're really getting done. They just right. know they want it done. Right. Thing. So, um, yeah, a lot of the time it's the thickness of it and we do map them out before. So we draw a pair of brows on for them and then they took a look and look in the mirror and let us know if they want any tweaks or if they're, um, want their tails longer or bigger arch or anything like that they can let us know at that time before we actually go into the tattooing Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of time is that shape and the color is really scary for them do people Mm -hmm. ever bring like a picture in of like what kind of what they want them to look like yeah all the time they're like oh so i saw some pictures on your um, website and or instagram and they show us and that's great because then we get a good even better idea of what they're talking about because A lot of times what can happen is that um, they think they're ju- they think you're saying one thing and then they take it a completely different other way. Okay. So you really have to ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, like per se, I had a retouch today for lips. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I want them darker. So you can take that either way. So yeah. darker in my aspect, in my brain, is darker color. Yeah. So I asked her, I was like, so are you thinking of darker color or are you thinking you want a brighter, more saturated look to them? She yeah. goes, oh, I guess I do want them brighter. I don't want a darker color because I love the color. I just want more of it. So in that aspect, you really have to get on the same page with your client because if there's any discrepancy at all, then client could leave um, unhappy. unhappy. And you're like, well, that's what you said. And like, well, that's not what I meant. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. right. That's hard. Yeah, so you really have to ask a lot of questions. Know what questions to ask, and you learn that over time too Yeah, everything. Okay. Have you ever had any, like, big faux pas where you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, what did I do to this person? <laughs> um, n- no. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, microblading, as long as they confirm that map, um, the shape is the whole thing. So, that's what takes the big chunk out of your time. Okay. So, um, it's a two-hour appointment, and it's mainly that first hour is the numbing, the aftercare, the paperwork, in the mapping. The second hour or... Um, 45 minutes that's the actual tattooing process of it so um I mean you kind of just take it step by step and the more you practice then I mean then you don't have to run into those types of issues or something like that and a lot of the time you are able to correct everything um to a certain point so I mean do you (laughs) and then you were saying that you have a consultation first right um, no. So they don't have to. So the you only thing okay. where you have to have a consult before is with scalp. Oh, okay. Um, just because of oh, scalp is kind of like, like I said with lips, it's a different animal type of thing. So right. you need to have um, that consult before. Um, but with um, like brows, we only suggest a consult if they've had their eyebrows tattooed or microbladed oh, okay. in the past by somebody else. Gotcha. Just because we don't know if we're able to tattoo over them. Um, mm. A lot of the times, um, they're, it's traditional tattoo, and they want those hair strokes in there. But yeah. we, a lot of the time, if they're too saturated, we can't do them. So they need to either go get laser removal, which we really suggest going to do first. Because what can happen is when we add those hair strokes in there, we are, we are so superficial compared to traditional tattoos mm-hmm. that um, those hair strokes just get soaked up right into that traditional mm-hmm. tattoo. So what it looks like when it heals is um, little hair strokes sticking above that old traditional tattoo oh. so okay. 
if it's too saturated, we can't do it. So then, um, unfortunately, we do have to suggest going and get um, laser removal. But typically with laser removal and brows, it's like a one and done thing. You just quickly mm. get it removed one time. It's not like a huge process like the eight times that usually a traditional tattoo mm-hmm. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it has okay. to be faded about 85 to 90% before oh, wow. we can really work on a traditional tattoo. Okay. Um, a lot of other times where like we can't... Um, help them is if they're looking for shape correction um and they went to somebody else and the sh- the arches are way too far off yeah that you would have to let them fade in order to do that right shape correction because okay. yeah. um just so they're leaving with the best results possible and um the best thing is that that um we take pride in is just being completely up and honest with all of our clients right mm-hmm. so um don't overpromise and underdeliver. Exactly. I feel so, like a lot of people, a lot of people do do that. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, totally, we can do it." And then it's like, "No, you can't." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Let me take your money." And it's right. like they're spending a lot of this. Right. It's an investment for sure. It really is. To, um, to be able to know that they're not going to walk out with the results they're thinking of. It's right. It's not not okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's like a lot of like lip clients that you that I um turn away just because. Um, too many wrinkles in the skin mm. or if they're smoker or have um, a lot of scarring around the lips because like I said lips is something you just have to either if you know this is going to turn out that way then great let's do it but if right. you, there's any uncertainties and or things that they're not gonna it's not going to heal right then I'm way up front with them let them know and then if they end up, they're like, oh, I still want to do it. Then we go through, I add an, um, an additional piece of paperwork that says, hey, I'm going against your um, advice. Advice. Yeah. This, this, and this. Just because okay. paperwork is best just to have, just in case. Because right. they are going against your professional opinion. Right. So, um, and a lot of the time we just kind of let them know. And then that's completely up to them of this is could happen. And right. sometimes you just don't know what could happen. Yeah. So. And do you have people do that still like? Be like I want to do it anyways. Um, I haven't had somebody to the point where like, cause I'm almost like turning them away, telling them it's not a good idea. So yeah. I've never had somebody be like, oh, I still want to do it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. they really appreciate the honesty, and they're like, thank you, um, for not like tattooing me when this could happen. Yeah. Right, and stuff like that. So, um, just being completely upfront and honest with your clients is just the yeah. best thing, best route for you. Yeah. <laughs> in the end. So what's kind of cause honestly. I have pretty good brows and I have, <laughs> I have pretty good eyelashes. You so <laughs> literally the one thing that I am interested in though mm-hmm. is getting like my lips tattooed. Oh, kind yeah. of what, like what is the process of that a little yeah. bit? So lip blushing, um, we still numb, you're still able to numb before and during the entire procedure. Um, it is more sensitive than brows for sure. Brows are cakewalk you're gonna we have so many clients that fall asleep while getting their brows done so (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so with lips it's just a little bit more sensitive um mainly around the cupid's bow and the outer corners of your lip um but what you do is you come in um you have to read like a whole list of stuff on our website before you can even book because you have to check like Mm. yes i've read this just because with lips there is a chance of triggering cold sores just mm. because there's so much trauma that happens to the skin that it can trigger cold sore, even if you've never had one before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even tattoo anybody um, that isn't on an antibacterial um, medication for cold sores. So, mm. I mean, you can get as little as lysine or even if you're prone to cold sores, if I've gotten one, then I suggest Veltrex, um, getting a prescription from your doctor 
just so you don't break out in them. Because if you break out in cold sores and then that tries to heal, it takes that pigment with it once it starts to go away. Oh. And then you can also um, cause scarring. And then once you get scarring around your lips, it can also start causing migration. And what mm. migration is, is that um, I could be tattooing on your lip and then... If it has a scar that goes from your skin to your lip, then that pigment could migrate down outside of your lip line. Oh, my gosh. So you really, I mean, like I said before, you really need to know and ask all the questions that you need to know and be super, super educated just about your client in the first place before even um, tattooing them. So you go over all of that, um, make sure that they've read and um, actually... Each person that schedules a lip blushing appointment with me, I see that on my email list. And then I send them a video of myself um, just explaining, hey, before you come in for your appointment, these are the things that I won't be able to do if you come in. And if these things aren't done, I won't be able to tattoo you. Mm. Um, Just because we were running into people just not reading anything, which is totally normal. Right. Terms and conditions. Except. Great. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but with this, you kind of need to read it. So um, just another thing, because it's easier to watch a video than to read. Yeah. So we send that out. And then if they have any questions or anything, they can certainly text or call right after that. Um, and then, so after we talk about all the things, and then you're good to go, um, I map you out. So, well, I numb you first. And then once you're done numbing um, for about 25 minutes, um, then I map you out. So I'll draw a shape on for you and then you'll get a chance to take a look in the mirror of like the overall shape and all that before we actually go into tattooing. Just like with brows too. So um, after the mapping, then I start color matching. So we'll go over, go over colors too. And then I really take a look at your natural skin tone and your lips of um, the color of your lips because it's really easy to get a lip color that doesn't suit you. So, right. um, and a lot of people don't know what is a good lip right. color for them, and that's why they're coming to you. So, um, typically, a lot of people, especially in the Midwest, are like, I just want something super, super natural. Mm-hmm. I just want my lip color, but enhanced all around. Right. Because yeah. as you age, what can happen with lips is that um, your lips don't really necessarily get smaller. It's the pigment in your lips that start to fade so Mm -hmm. your lip shape and everything size is still there it's just that pigment makes them look smaller because it starts to fade from the outer corners in so i'm able to bring that back and a lot of people are like well can you um go outside of it or make them bigger and i was like well and because you there's only a certain point i can go it's called the vermilion border and what that is is if i were to go outside of that the pigment will take different because our lips don't have pores like our skin does. Um, So it would be like a completely two-toned different color. So there's a certain distance I can go. Um, And a lot of questions we do get were like, does it make them look fuller or anything? And fuller is kind of like the, like trigger word, like we're not doing any type of fillers here. Because a lot of people, because the pictures on Instagram, sometimes they do look fuller from their before just because they are a little swollen. Right. And that's totally normal with lip washing because they're so, so sensitive. Yeah. Um, but you don't, that's just because of the swelling. That will eventually die down. Right. Um, okay. So if you're looking for fullness, then I'm like, okay, we'll get lip filler first. Yeah. <laughs> and then you come and we'll get some color in you. Yeah. So mainly what this is, is just an enhancement of the shape of it and the color. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then after that, um, after we get done... Um, picking out a color and everything I mix them together because typically I mix about three to four colors together to get that perfect color right um because like it said there's no one color fits all right everybody's different 
and then um, I go into the tattooing. So, um, and I still walk you through each thing. I just kind of move your lip around where it's needed and so talk you through it. So, okay. yeah. Wow. Crazy. Do you ever, like, how far under do you go? So, um, if you notice, like, with your lips, there that the point where it starts to get wet, that's as far as we can go. Because oh, okay. otherwise that pigment just doesn't deposit. Yeah, I was just thinking So, that. just okay. like any other lipstick, when you put it on, wherever that wet line rubs off your pigment, or rub, rubs off your yeah. lip color, that's about as far as I go. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, really Jenna, do you still want it? <laughs> <laughs> no. It, was, it sounds a little scary. It does sound a little scary. I think I think I would be able to handle all of it, except the one thing that would trip me up is going to the doctor to get that prescription for, what did you say it was? Oh, Valtrex. <laughs> Valtrex or so whatever. Can... I hate going to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the old thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, like, through, like, Sanford, I'm sure you could do that just, like, through my chart. Just mention, oh, yeah. Like, hey, I'm sure my so. son, um, I need a prescription for... Cold sore. Okay, so when yeah. you say you so might need easy. it, you don't take it beforehand. It's like, or, or do you? Yes. You so for good sure question. Do. Okay. Um, so you actually take it three days prior, the day of, and then three days after, just as a huge preventative. Okay. So that's okay. when you're really making sure that you're not going to break out in a cold sore, especially if you get like Valtrex or something like yeah. that. So is that like an oral? Or my sister used to have a prescription that she put mm-hmm. directly on her lips. So you can get both. So okay. the glycine, and I know there's a few other ones, like Premier or something, and... Um, like, Valtrex is an oral. That one is okay. prescription grade, so that one's a little more, um, for sure it's going to work. <laughs> right. So, But the lysine, you can get it as an oral or as a topical. Either one, totally fine as long as you're taking it. Yeah. You should be totally fine. Yeah. Interesting. Learning so much. There's so much more to wow. to this, right. like, than yeah, I ever even would have yeah. thought. That's yeah. crazy. So. How many appointments do you think you have, like, in a day on average? Um, In a day... So typically I work nine to seven and then I can see depending on like the clients I have that day because new clients are two hours and then lip clients are three hours and retouches are one hour. So my mm-hmm. day is completely different every single day. Yeah. Um, but I can see anywhere between four new clients for brows and then like eight or nine like retouches plus new clients plus lip washing or wow. lips in a day. So you have it's, a full day. Yeah. Nine to seven. That's like a longer mm-hmm. than usual. Yeah. Right? Yeah, typically. So my Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, you, most of the time I come in at 10. Okay. But a lot of time, a lot of people want to get in early. So yeah. just, I have a really hard time saying no. So I'm just yeah. like, sure, go on in. Yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like you're so busy because it's becoming so popular? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so like the cosmetic world has just completely, cosmetic tattoo world, let me say, um, has just become so so crazy and just in the past three years that I've been doing it yeah um because I mean it's been around 10-15 years and right east coast west coast and all that but it's just now coming to the midwest so it's um even more crazy like people are just now finding out about lip blushing like lip blushing is I've been trained in it for a year and a half and it's still people are still finding out about it so it's um especially the lash line or the um eyeliner per se right they're finding out this newer um, better way to do it. Right. Yeah, so is right. there anything else left that you would like to go get certified in? Or are There's you feeling good? <laughs> there is. There's lots. Okay, but, what else, um, like what else is it that you guys don't have? Um, so, I mean, there's like so many different things that, I mean, it's hard just to kind of name a few of them, yeah. but, um, like there's like areolas, like, <gasps> yes, I saw Wait, that. what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We gotta yeah. talk about it. We gotta talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, cancer survivors mainly, um, right. they, 
end up having to get all that removed, their areola, nipple, everything removed. So then they're left with just scars there. Right. So what you can do is just create this super hyper-realistic 3D areola nipple. And it is, it just brings back a part of them that they lost during that, that fight that they had. So it's, it's insane what you can do. And I mean, there's, would you ever, would you ever want to do that? Um, personally, no, I wouldn't. Um, just because of just like my artistic background, I yeah. don't want, I don't know if like my capability is there and I would yeah. never want to yeah. tattoo something that important to someone on right. them yeah. without being, um, hundred percent like yes, ready for, for it. Sure. But, um, I know like there's so many things like that, that I didn't oh, even wow. know about. I just yeah. found out about that like right. a year and a half ago. I was like, you can do that. That's crazy. I <laughs> don't crazy. know how it happened, but I like fell onto someone's Instagram page when doing the research for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I fell on, maybe it was like someone you guys were following or they were, I think it was through Gemini studio page. I found this areola tattooing page and I was yep. like, what? <laughs> it is so, so crazy. Yeah. The, that is crazy. The, what the length that you can go in permanent makeup in itself. Yeah. Right. It's insane. Do you ever think, this is, like, so wild, but do you ever think we'll, we'll, like, come to a place where we have, like, permanent, like, I don't know, contouring or anything like that, anything crazy like that? I don't know. I mean, there is, um, like, um, there is this thing that, I, I know you have to be an esthetician to do it, but it's almost like putting foundation, needling... <gasps> I could oh, yeah, be totally yeah, yeah. wrong I've with the wording that. and everything. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to give a smoother complexion. Um, yeah. But I don't know any details on that, so I don't really, I don't want to It, go. like, evens out your skin tone almost. We need to get Amber back on the Yeah. You know who Amber is, right? Oh, yeah. Because I love Amber. I, I love Amber, too. We had her on the podcast, and I saw that, I follow both of you guys on Instagram and stuff, and I saw yeah. that you had visited her, and so yeah, um, Gemini and Kaylin actually have a partnership. So if you oh, are a okay. friend, partner, or um, member, I think there's those are the three memberships that you can get at Kaylin. Then you get ten um, percent off at Gemini. So oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we have a nice little partnership there, just to kind of because I mean you want to partner with businesses that empower you and just make you feel good, right? And, and make um, it feel like a little community too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I've gotten to the wrong business. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um. The other question I already know the answer to this question, but for listeners, is you you guys have had guys come in to do microbrading, right? Oh yeah. Because I saw that and I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Guys also like especially alopecia. Alopecia is a huge thing that I didn't even realize so many people have. What's alopecia? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great question, because a lot of people don't even know what alopecia is. So alopecia is when they um, start to lose their hair and their brows and all their hair on their body. They just start to lose that. Um, Like an immune disorder that it just, it can happen to anybody. It can trigger at any point in your stage and it could come back and go and nobody knows. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, so what they do is a lot of the guys, they lose their brows. So, I mean... Guys can get um, insecure too, so it's right. like brows are you make a face. So brows do make um, a face. Yeah. You see, like you see, like those celebrity shots, like with and without brows. Right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it. Um, so yeah, guys. I mean, guys, we make it so natural that they won't even. And guys aren't the ones that be like, hey, well, I would just got my brows done. Type yeah, of thing. Not so that's why you don't really hear of a lot of guys yeah. getting it done because you probably wouldn't even know if you look close. Right. You but so, hey, for you twelve percent of male listeners out there, <laughs> yeah. it's an option. Oh my gosh. 
you and like nobody would even know if you got it done because we just do typically those microbladed hair strokes in there right because that's all they're looking for is that fuller look yes um but then yeah with we also had this um guy come in for scalp and um, he ended up getting his brows done too but he had rotating alopecia Mm. so it was just rotating on his head so some areas he would have hair and some areas he wouldn't so then when he would sorry (laughs) (laughs) so then when he would come back for his retouches for his scalp the alopecia would rotate it so then a different spot would be oh how annoying yeah so so that was pretty tough so and i mean Dad and I didn't even know like rotating alopecia didn't know. thing. So yeah. I mean, you learn so much too. That is okay. insane. Wow. But yeah, guys definitely come in and get their brows done. So there's areolas. That's another thing we didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you specifically would want to get trained in? Um. Specifically, want to get trained in like right now. Right now, not really. Just yeah. because I'm doing a training right now that is so so in depth that it has to do with some has to do with lips just because lips are um you need to be so so educated on lips that um you just kind of want to focus on one thing before mm-hmm. expanding into something yeah. else because if you expand too fast yeah. and then you're getting people in with all different others you're not able to do like per say each client you could say is a case study because you learn each different from each right. different client that's true different things because yeah. skin types play a huge role into microblading like if you mm-hmm. have poor skin type we've turned away clients just because they have poor skin type and it's not gonna look great so um skin type just takes a big takes a big difference and i mean into yeah. microblading and tattooing in general wow so just really honing in on the skills that you have right now right yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah Wow, I have learned so My brain is like exploding. I feel and like we didn't even scratch the surface of what we could go into about like lips and liner and all of the things. Wow. But yeah, there's a lot that really goes into it that we've just, I mean, each of us at the studio, I mean, we've had continued education, say like, I don't know, in some sort of or other, just to kind of keep up with each thing. So, right. Um, but yeah. Okay, and then, sorry, I, you ask your is, question, and I'll ask mine. Okay, who is um the owner of Gemini? Uh, Desiree Jansen. Desiree, okay. Yes. Because I was trying to figure this all out through looking at it. So she owns Gemini, and then you guys all work at the studio. Correct. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. we're all artists. Okay. There, so yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then what's the reason for the name? Is it, like, do yeah. you know? So, okay. um, Des actually, um... She saw it off of a movie, and I'm going to get it wrong. She's going to listen, but <laughs> um, she saw it off of a movie, and I know she loved the name, like, Gemini. She goes, that yeah. it was just, like, strong and loved the name. And then her husband um, also owns Science Nutrition, huge businessman. Like, he... Ooh. Yeah, he knows okay. his stuff. Yeah. Um, so you should get him to come do this. Cause yeah, seriously. Awesome. Um, but he's like, oh, for your business, you need to have a play on words and things like that. So... <laughs> Um, he's like, well, you should change it to Gemini with E-Y-E because you're working close with the eye. Oh. So, um, and then does do a little bit more research on Gemini and then found the sign of Gemini, which is, um, I don't know how to explain it, yeah, but I know it's the sign of about. twins. Yes. Um, and if you look it up, it's, um, also like our Gemini logo. Yeah. It's the sign of twins, which is, I mean, every, the big saying with brows is they're yes. not twins or sisters or oh whatever, but we aim for twins. So... Yeah. Um, that's kind of how it really kind of sealed the deal with Gemini, okay. spelling it E-Y-E, and 
Oh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I've been wondering because I was like, where did that name come from? I love it though. Like, yeah. you oh, remember gosh. it. When you first, sure. when you say Gemini, you, like, you do not forget Gemini. Yeah. yeah. And we actually just got that trademark too. So it's actually oh, That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so my question is aftercare because that was one of the questions I had written down and a few people had asked me to like make sure you ask her about aftercare because I think a lot of people are like they see people who have like the crusty crust brows that like happen afterwards because I mean like you said you're breaking the skin Mm -hmm. it's scabbing so talk a little bit about aftercare and how long the healing process lasts. Yeah, so the healing process is a two-week heal. So during the two weeks you're staying away from hot yoga, tanning beds, saunas, excessive exercise, spray tans. Anything that can really get you sweating or dripping into your brows. Um, main thing with sweating, everybody's like, what? I can't work out. Um, I get it. It's like a huge part of a lot of people's lifestyle. Um, but it's so important, especially like that first five to seven days. Because what happens when you start sweating, it's coming from your pores, which is also where that pigment is deposited. Yeah. So it will start to push that pigment out. Um, so if you can, just keep your heart rate down so you're not sweating as much. Okay. And then... Um, and then, yeah, so you heal for two weeks and then staying away from all that stuff. And then you put on this little aftercare tube that we give you. Um, the aftercare cream, you put it on two to three times a day for the next two weeks. So during those, so it's about a half a grain of rice-sized amount. So it's super, super tiny for each brow because if you put too much on too often, it will really fade and they just don't heal properly. Okay. Um, and then sleeping on your back as much as possible. Mainly don't want the tail of your brow rubbing up your dirty back. Oh. Um, pillow because you get a lot of gunk and bacteria on your pillow and stuff like that especially with hair Um, and then um, showering totally fine we're not really worried about the water getting in your brows it's more per se the chemicals and shampoos conditioners and stuff getting in there so so washing your face then too yeah being pretty careful yep so we suggest washing your face separately before getting into the shower so Mm. you're not tempted to have that shower head directly on your face Mm. Um, because then also what can happen is get soften up those scabs and then if those scabs Mm. come off prematurely the pigment comes off with it too Uh. so um, just be kind of being really careful with it and then um, we also give you an aftercare card that explains all of this Um, there's a chart on the back that explains um, each um, each part of the days that you're gonna go through um, so days two to four, they're going to look super, super crazy dark. Like you're going to think, holy crap, this is the wrong color. We went way too dark. So it's totally normal. It's just that color oxidizing. Okay. And, um, what happens is that it, the pigment is foreign. So your skin's trying to push it out type of thing. Okay. So it makes it darker and almost makes your brows look a little bit thicker than what they are. Um, days five to seven, you start to notice some scabbing and flaking. During that scabbing and flaking, you can start to itch and everybody's different with this. Um, some people scab a ton me (laughs) and some people scab very little so it just kind of depends from person to person okay and then days eight to ten they look really really light so once those scabs fall off they look so light that they almost look like they're gone especially with our blondes um and then even during that light stage you're avoiding makeup and then that color gradually starts to come back leading up to the two weeks once you hit the two weeks you're completely healed you can go back to your normal skin routine um all that fun stuff you don't have to use that aftercare cream anymore um, and then you come back for come back for your retouch a month later, and then you just repeat that process. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't remember I asked you this. I remember. I feel like I keep doing that. But with your with your eyebrows right now, did mm-hmm. you color them in at all? No, no. I don't. I don't do it. Yeah, anything we're st- we're staring at you, and I've been trying to figure that out. So <laughs> You've like, been that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering that. Okay. No, okay. I don't have anything on my brows. I haven't bought a brow pencil in, since I got them done. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! Yeah. I buy so I buy off of. Um, where do I buy my, help me. 
Where do I Glossier? Do my... Yes, thank you. Okay. I was like, yeah. I know you like... better than you know me. Yeah. Yeah. I get the eyebrow spoolie from Glossier, oh, and yeah. it's like expensive. It's like $15, and I have to get it like every other month or something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. a excessive. Yeah, it is excessive. <laughs> See, I barely do anything with my eyebrows. They take me literally like two okay, seconds because cool I go, <laughs> and then I have a little bald patch here, and I have a little bald patch there, and that's mm-hmm. that's it. But even that would be nice to cut out of my routine. Yeah, yes. you don't even have to think about your brows. Yeah. yeah. I feel like anyone can get their eyebrows done. Oh, yeah. You can have the thickest brows ever and still go get that in it. So true. So true. I found that I was... Sometimes clients walk in, I'm like, what are you doing here? (laughs) What are you doing? I got my brows and I was like... Okay, we uh, do it. They look awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. And like, people are so like self-critical to themselves. Like, right. Oh, the brows are terrible. I was like, you have beautiful brows. Yeah. It's like, oh but, my gosh. So yeah. is eyebrows your most popular procedure? Without a doubt. Right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Brows are super, super popular. Especially our, if we're really specific, our combination brow is okay. really popular. Because mm-hmm. um, like brows have become such a thing that people are used to putting seeing makeup on them that they want at least some of that there. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, we still do tons of just microblading, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, is the comp... I know you were talking about prices and stuff. Is the mm-hmm. combination brow the same price, like four ninety nine, or is that different? Nope, that's the same. It is the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally asking for myself, because I really... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I am... Like I said, selfishly, that was the reason I wanted you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you have any other questions, Jen? No, I think we covered just about everything. Any Any closing comments? Anything we missed? Um, I mean, don't be scared to do it because I know, like, especially like with lips and stuff, it is scary. It's just yeah. as long as you're educated and you know that those are the possibilities that could happen. And I would never tattoo like anybody for brows, lips, and I know I can speak for Des or Nessa and Mallory. Um, we're never going to tattoo you if we don't find that it's going to be best for you yeah. too. So, um, we are always in your best interest, and I mean, we're here for you. I'm, we're, right. We love what we do. We love sharing what we do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, tell us where to find you on Instagram or because do you have a separate Instagram than them, or is it all? So, yeah. um, we did start having our own um, Instagrams, but now all of like my past work, um, you can see at Gemini Studio Madison. But okay, um, all of like my future work and the whole studios work, we try to keep that in one spot. So okay. you'll find that at Gemini Studio. Okay. On, um, yeah, so it's spelled different than... Okay. So it's yes. G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E and okay. then studio. Okay. Um, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find okay. all awesome. of that. And we'll go ahead and add that in the show notes for you guys so you can go find them. Yeah. That is so... Oh my gosh, I love this episode so much. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on and answering all of our questions. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. And, um, yeah, we'll be here again next week, you guys. Thank you for joining us, our listeners on the other end. You guys make this possible. And go give them a like, a follow, and we'll be here again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. Bye. Bye.